0: Amen. You can be seated for a moment. Glad to have you guys all with us today. That was, uh, that was a fun time of worship, was it? Yeah, it wasn't that good? It's so good. Does anyone still have their goldfish? Uh, I'm so glad everyone's with us today. And, and just a word, uh, I, I didn't mention it earlier. Uh, at the top of the service. But if, if at any time you need to take your children uh, down, the nursery is open, the live stream's on, and so you can still follow along with service down there. But you're welcome to be in here. Uh, this service will be slightly shorter than, than normal on, on purpose, uh, but still packed full of lots of, of good things. And so we're so glad that you're here with us. And, and kids, I'm going to mention things to you every now and then. If, if bigger kids have this too, that's okay. There's some extras, but there's a few things that you can fill out here, some have uh, verses involved, and actually, the second page, it, I, it's this, this one right here. There's one small mistake on it, and if you find that, I have a prize for you, okay? That, that's pretty good, and, uh, and for any kids of any ages, I'm not putting a limit on there. It, you could be uh, less than one. You could be greater than 99. That's, that's okay, but if you complete one of these today and show me after service, I have so many prizes, I want to give away some prizes today. Is that cool? How many people know the story of Jonah? You can raise your hand. Okay, so it's Jonah and the... I'm, I'm hearing a few things. I'm hearing whale, right? Jonah, I think, I think when I was really, really little and I first heard the story, it's Jonah and the... Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No problem. So if, if you were to Google it, I, and I did you know, to test things out. If you were to search Jonah and, the, and you know, sometimes it completes and it gives you some options of answers. And the very top one was whale, which is interesting. But, you know, after reading the story this week in, in the Bible, and, and this is uh, the Bible that I had on my desk all week as I was reading, as I open it like this, it's just perfect. It's exactly that long. That's, that's it right there. That's, that's the whole story right there. There's like 48 verses. Anyway, when I was reading it... Uh, I noticed that it could have been Jonah and the Lord, right? Jonah and the message for Nineveh, Jonah and the port of Joppa, Jonah and the ticket to Tarshish. That's a harder one to say, but it's kind of funny. I think that would be a comedy. Jonah and the ship, or Jonah and the storm, or the sailors, or the captain, or the sea, or my favorite, the seaweed. That's a little obscure one in chapter 2. Jonah and the great fish, it could have been that. Jonah and the prayer, Jonah and the beach, Jonah and the second chance, Jonah and the city. Of Nineveh, right? Jonah and the change of plans, or the complaint, or the shelter, or the leafy plant, or the worm, or I like this one: Jonah and the scorching east wind. That'd be a western, pretty sure. <laughs> Jonah and the sun. It, it could have been any of those things. But like I said, I, I love how how sort of small this appears. It, it's very short, but there's so much in there. And so it's four chapters the way it's divided. Uh, there's 48 verses. It might take the average reader seven minutes to complete it, but there's just so, ma- there's so many questions that I have, and so I'm excited to look at this together. A few things that I want you to notice, and this is, this is an all-scape for all ages. Notice there's kind of a back and forth, or we would call it a parallel. So there's something on this side, and then there's something on, on the other side. So there's the Lord, and there's Jonah, there's Nineveh, and there's Tarshish. Isn't that a fun word? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna have some fun with that today. There's left and there's right. There's west and there's east. There's captain and there's king. There's the sailors and there's the people. There's the sea and the land. There's fish and there's animals, flocks and herds. There's three days in the fish and there's three days to see the city. There's the city and the plant. There's maybe and there's perhaps. There's destruction and there's mercy. There's get up, there's go down, there's go, there's stop. There's sleeping. Don't fall asleep yet. And there's sitting. There's actually so many little little things back and forth in this very short story. And so, kids, I, I've already alluded to this, but like there's there's coloring packs. There's packs. If you haven't already got them, uh, we'll make sure to get them. Have you already started into your snacks? I can tell. I can tell that you have. But so so follow along in the story. And every now and then, I might. Uh, ask you to fill out one of these things, and again, at the end, when you, when you complete it, let me know, show me, I'd love to see it. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. Let's pray before we look at the story. Father, thanks so much for this family service, thanks that we can all, to be, all be together in this one place on this uh, holiday weekend, and so now as we look into this story, this story about Jonah and so much more, what is it that you have for us? We pray that you'd open up our hearts and minds to understand this, that we could have some fun uh, learning about you and what it is that you have for us today. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So it begins this way, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of uh, Amittai, how would you say it? Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. And he, he bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. Isn't that funny already? How do you escape from the Lord? He's everywhere. He, he's, he's the Lord. He can do this. So it's funny how it starts with the Lord said, get up and go. God said go, but Jonah kind of said no. Actually, Jonah got up, but he went in the opposite direction. So picture this. If Jonah is here, if he's here and God's saying, go over to Nineveh, he could just kind of like go over here and, and be in Nineveh. But instead, he goes over to the port of Joppa, and he's heading. He doesn't make it all the way. We're going to find that out. Spoiler alert. He's, he's actually heading in this direction when he's supposed to go in that direction. It's kind of funny. So he gets up, but he boards this... Uh, this ship, and so already, if you're filling this out, God told Jonah to go to. You might get some help from a parent or a neighbor next to you, but there's there's a spot there, CB Kids, to to fill out. And uh, not only that, but on the very top part, right above the name Jonah, it says Jonah fled to. And you can fill that in. I don't want you to to get behind here on your homework. This isn't homework. It's just for fun. But uh, it's for prizes is what it's really for more than anything. But here's the point for everyone to kind of know is that Jonah ran from God, but God pursued him. Jonah ran from God. He went in the opposite direction. But that wasn't the end of the story. That's really good news for us today. So in this story, like the in-between, I'm not going to read all 48 verses, but I'm going to explain to the best of my ability the story. So in the in-between before the next part that we're going to see on the screen, the Lord hurled, it's kind of a funny word, isn't it? The Lord hurled a powerful wind, and Jonah was asleep during the storm, and the captain wakes him and asks him to pray. He doesn't yet know this Jonah. He's just like, pr- pray to anyone at first. That's how it starts. Then they find out that Jonah, what Jonah has done, that he's actually he's supposed to go over here. He's like, why did you board our ship? And, and you, you know, You're going this way, and the Lord wants you to go that way. That's why the storm's happening. And so they ask him all these questions, and Jonah answers this way. He answers, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. And it's so cool because this kind of encapsulates a lot that we're gonna see in the sea and on the land from here on out. So they asked Jonah how to stop the storm, and he tells them, throw him into the sea, and it'll be calm. So you're already, some people that have been here from the start of this Waterside series, and, and remember, that's, that's why we're having a little bit of fun. There's no water in the pool yet, but uh, we could, there's some people that have wanted to come up and, and sit there, but I do have these cool little umbrellas in my, in my drinks, so every now and then, if I take a sip, it's because I'm having more fun than you. Just just for a moment. Just for a moment. We're having some fun this summer. I think it's okay. But uh, but this is what's going on. Uh, in our first week, we were looking at, at, at Jesus, who had been teaching all day, and then he gets in a boat to go to the other side, and he's tired, so he's sleeping in the back. We're gonna see some parallels here in a moment. Uh, Jesus didn't have to be thrown into the sea. He just spoke to the wind and the waves, and it became calm. But here, Jonah's saying, if you throw me in, as in, if you throw me overboard the ship, uh, it, it'll all be fine. They didn't want to do that. They didn't actually want to throw him over. They didn't, they didn't want to cause him to be hurt or anything like that. So they rode harder. So this is, this is, can you picture them on either side just going as hard as they can, but the wind and the waves are holding them back? It didn't help at all. The stormy sea was too violent for them. Can't you picture, I'm gonna turn the next page, right? The stormy sea was too violent for them. And then they prayed to the Lord, Jonah's God. I, I think that's interesting. So at first, it's Jonah's God that they're praying to. And so we pick up a few verses later. Then the sailors picked Jonah up. Can you picture that? I don't know how many it took. I don't know how big Jonah was. They picked him up and they threw him into the raging sea and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power. That's the power we were just singing about. And they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. So remember, the Lord, Jonah's God, now becomes the Lord, the sailor's God too. It's pretty cool. Now, the Lord had arranged... I just like the way that that's phrased. The Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. Did he have to call? Hey, yeah, can you send the fish? Can you do that? And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Um, How many sleeps? (laughs) Three of them. Like, that's that's a long time, right? And then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. So, CP kids, you still awake? You still in here? Big kids, are you still in here? I heard some snore. That's all good. So, Jonah was thrown from a... And this is kind of a fun one. This is where you get to be creative. So this spot right here, can you draw a picture? I know you can. can you dr- will you draw a picture? So he was thrown from what? You can say it out loud. He was thrown from? Whale. He was thrown from a ship? He was thrown from a whale? No, he was thrown from a ship. So you could draw a boat of some sort, whatever. Be creative, be colorful, but fill that out. And, and what else? Jonah was inside the belly of a great fish for how many days? How many. So put put that number. Be as creative as you want. You can draw the number. You can write out the word for that. Whatever you want. But remember, fill it out. I've got prizes down here that I'd love to be able to give to you. So keep keep going with that, CP kids. So they threw Jonah overboard and the storm stopped. It didn't just stop like later on. It stopped at once. Like immediately. Like they threw him. I don't know if, like, he hit the ground. You know, like, when you're trying to skip a rock or something, so, and, you, and you see the ripples? Did the ripples, like, go backwards? Like, was it in reverse? I have no idea. But it stopped at once. They were awestruck. They were, they were just like, what, how did this just happen? But not just about the storm, but about the Lord's great power. So the sailors, who used to think that this was Jonah's God, now the Lord becomes their God. They turn to God. God sent a storm, but he stopped it. The sailors were about to be sunk, but God saved them too. Isn't that cool? Now, the Lord sends, he arranges, he calls someone, he, he has connections, and he sends this great fish. We don't know if it's a whale or not. It, it just says great fish. So it's, it's probably like, I, I don't know, it's, it was massive. It was, it was so big that it could fit Jonah. We don't know how big Jonah was, but he fit inside, and not just for a minute, but for three days and three nights. So Jonah, he's inside, he prays. He, like, this is kind of funny, is it not? This is a comedy at this point. He's inside the belly of a fish. You've probably seen it in the in the in the pi- picture books, you know. He's inside this this big fish and we're going to take a look at that part a little bit later, but the end of chapter 2 says then the lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. So, kind of nasty, right? So so earlier he hurled Wind and, and it caused this storm, and now the fish hurls. Like, anyway, is that too much? I don't know. So, Jonah was literally sunk, but God saved him. So, we don't know how long he was in the water before. Like, did the fish like catch him immediately, or did it take a little bit of time? Because it, he said, like, there was seaweed wrapped around his head, and all these things. It's kind of crazy. So, that's the end of chapter two. Again, we'll get back to the prayer a little bit later. We're about the halfway point in the story. And so, again, like, if we're reading along, in, in my Bible. So the on the on this page on this side there's chapter one and then there's chapter two that kind of carries on. We're at like just maybe the halfway point or so of the story. And and this is one I want to bring in again the parallel between Jonah and Jesus because we, we're going to learn things. And, and later on, if we ever look at this story again, I think there's so much more. There's so many cool questions to ask about this. But think about the similarities. I brought up some of them in our very first week about the, the, when Jesus calmed the storm. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. Both of them were, were still and silent. It, it's so cool. So in this story, Jonah is sleeping down in the hold. Well, in the story that we read a few weeks back, uh, Jesus is sleeping on, uh, with his head on a cushion in the back of the boat. So you see, there's, there's a bit of a parallel there. And then in this one, the sailors threw Jonah overboard, uh, and then the storm stopped at once. But Jesus, he told the wind and the waves to be still, and they were instantly calm. There's a, still a similarity. Now, this is thinking beyond the story, but J- Jonah, of course, was in uh, the fish for three days, and Jesus was inside the tomb for three days, uh, Jonah came out of the fish, Jesus came out of the tomb. Isn't that cool? So there's, there's definitely some parallels and maybe even some more. And if you notice some more, let me know afterward. But here's the, the kind of theme that's running throughout the whole story. To turn, remember, Jonah was supposed to go over here but he, he turned and he went in the opposite direction. Now, he didn't get all the way because, again, the hurled thing, you know, the situation with the wind and everything, and then all of a sudden, a fish picks him up. Somehow, he gets back in the right direction, okay? That, that's what's happening. We've talked about this a lot in the last several weeks about the, the word repent or turn, and this is all about turning. Imagine to turn from. So initially, Jonah, he actually turns the wrong way, doesn't he? But he has an opportunity Even though he turned and he went the opposite way, God pursued him and gave him an opportunity to turn back. And so there's a a sense of turning, physically turning around from sin or from the wrong direction and turning toward God. Not just turning away from something, but turning towards God, I, I love that. But also you're gonna see in the coming two chapters that a change of mind is also part of it. So there's a physical turning and a spiritual turning, but there's also a change of your mind that needs to happen, and this one person wrote that repentance might be defined as a change of mind in which a person turns from sin to God proposing to purposing excuse me to obey and to serve him okay so so let me let me unpack that to actually turn from their sin turn to God and proposing to obey and serve him. The sailors in this story, they were far from God and all of a sudden they became close to God. It, they were asking about Jonah's God and then he became their God too and they proposed to serve him. They vowed, they, they sacrificed to him so the Lord becomes their God as well. So keep that in mind. A change could be a, a change of direction or turning around. It could be a change of heart. It could be a change of mind, any of these things. So repenting is turning around, and that's our responsibility. But God's responsibility is forgiveness. God gives a second chance, God gives a fresh start. We are reborn, that's some of the imagery, some of the symbolism of this story. We become a child of God no matter what age, and that is good news. So are you ready for the second half of the story? We're almost there, home stretch now. So Jonah gets a second chance. That's good news. And so we pick up in Jonah chapter 3. So how many chapters are there? Four. And we're on chapter 3. So we're almost there. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. That alone could be unpacked, but we're going to keep moving. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time... Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh. So remember, he was supposed to go here and he went there. This time the message comes again and he's like, uh, no, I'm gonna go this way this time, okay? So he's, he's turned around, God gave him a second chance. He's, he's going for it. So he obeyed, he went to Nineveh, a city so large, I, I think this is interesting, the number of days. It took three days to see it all. That's, that's a big city. Have you ever been a tourist in another city and it took you like days to see it all? That, that's him, On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds. Remember, God gave him a message. This time, he's actually going to share the message. And he says, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. Okay, that's not a good message, but that's the message he has. But this is cool, this next one. The people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from greatest to least, they declared a fast and put on burlap to show their sorrow. That's pretty cool. So, so CP Kids. Once, once again, we're getting close to finishing this page. But, uh, what did the people of Nineveh do to repent? So you can you can uh, write that in. You can draw something if you can't. That's really small to draw in. But if you can, you're you're almost done with this page. It's really good. So, what did they do to repent? Well, the people they believed God's message. They fasted. That meant they didn't drink or eat anything for. We're not sure how long, but they didn't eat or drink anything. They put on burlap. I, I was I was hoping to have like something so it looked like we were going to do like a potato sack race or something like that. Uh, but I, I I didn't. Next time, next time I will. Missed opportunity. Uh, but the king that we're going to read about, he also he humbled himself. He actually got down off his throne. He sent out this decree. It's like this message, this kind of order for all the people. For them to not eat or drink. Not even the animals were allowed. I have a dog, and if I, I didn't let him eat or drink, like, there would be problems in our house. I just know it. he would eat me. But uh, to wear garments of, of mourning, that, like, not mourning as in daytime, but mourning as in sadness. Like, wear garments as though, you know, even the animals, by the way, have to wear this. To pray earnestly to God. To turn, that's, that's part of that theme, to turn from their evil ways uh, towards God away from that, towards God, and to stop all violence. So that, that's what the king, the, king, uh, the people believe, the, the, the king believes, and they send this out, like, we're gonna change, we're, we're gonna do this. And I love how he finishes up his kind of decree and his speech. The king says, who can tell? Perhaps even yet, God will change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. And when God saw what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind. And he did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. So Nineveh turned from their evil ways and God turned from his destruction. There's a turn and a turn. Nineveh repented, that's that, that big word we've been looking at. And here's a fun one, God relented. So the people repented and God relented. I, I just love it, it's so cool. They changed their ways. They thought, perhaps, perhaps, they didn't know for sure if God was going to do this, but they thought, well, let's try anyway. What, what have we got to lose? And perhaps God will change his mind. And then God changed his mind. I love what 2 Timothy says. Paul writes, gently instruct those who oppose the truth, and perhaps God will change those people's hearts, and they will learn the truth. So the question is, if God can change his mind, will I let him change my heart? If God can change his mind, will I let him change my heart? I think Jonah, there's, there's this underlying theme that Jonah's heart is kind of in a messed up place. He has some different thoughts about the people the message is for. He has some different thoughts about who God really is and how he's supposed to act. And I think there's questions that Jesus ends up bringing up about who is our neighbor, who is our enemy, and how do we treat them? How do we treat not just the people that are easy to like and love, but how do we treat hard people who have been violent? how do we do that and so this is this is where we are we're now in chapter 4 this is the final chapter we're kind of we're getting close to landing the plane this change of plans greatly upset Jonah isn't this funny and he became very angry So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? It's kind of a funny way to approach God, the one who could hurl storms and stuff. And we didn't hear the whole exchange earlier, but this is what he's saying. Didn't I say that? That's why I ran away. You told me to go here, but that's why. I knew you would do this. And so that's why I was heading over here. Isn't that funny? There's something kind of divided in in Jonah's spirit. And I love this. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. You're eager to turn back from destroying people. Isn't that different than people's idea of God, especially the God of the Old Testament? Isn't that different? Doesn't that challenge the views that people have about God? Jonah is saying here that God is merciful, that he's compassionate, that he's slow to get angry that he's filled with unfailing love, and that he's eager to turn back from destroying. God changed his mind, and Jonah didn't like this change of plans. Jonah's angry, but everything that he just said about God sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? Everything he said, you are merciful and compassionate, God. It almost sounds like a song, and this comes up throughout the Old Testament, this this kind of phrasing that, that God is merciful, he's compassionate, he's slow to get angry, he's filled with unfailing love and that he's eager to turn back from destroying people. So why did God change his mind? His character. It's who he is. We were just singing about this. Mercy is in God's character, and so is compassion. He's slow to get angry, and he's filled with unfailing love, and he's eager to turn back from destroying people. Jonah knew this, and Jonah had experienced this even within the story that we just read. So think about this, God to Jonah. God was merciful to Jonah, and God was compassionate to Jonah. God was slow to get angry with Jonah, even when he was doing the wrong thing, even when he's complaining. God was filled with unfailing love for Jonah, and for others, and now God to us. Well, God is merciful to us, and God is compassionate to us. God is slow to get angry with us, and he's filled with unfailing love for us. And the same is true about our neighbors and maybe even our enemies. And that's hard, and that's the challenge and the questions that, that uh, not just as children, but as big children, we have to kind of wrestle with. It's not easy enough to just read four chapters and be like, well, that's it, cool story. No, there's questions that we're left with that it, it's kind of challenging I was mentioning how it's a short story, there's only these four chapters, there's 48 verses. Well, what's interesting is that there's only three, this many, there's only three verses about the fish. Now, there's, a, there's something about inside the fish, and we're going to read that in a moment, but there's actually, you know, that, there's eight verses of that, but there's six, there's three, and three is, well, we're oh, doing, we're doing well. So there's three about the fish, there's six about a plant. Isn't that kind of funny? We all often, we don't say it's Jonah and the leafy plant. Uh, but again, the, the scorching east wind, I think we could do like a, like a, a spinoff that's a western. That's for another day. Um, but the conversation that happens between the Lord, that's kind of the last thing that happens here. And the Lord has the final word. This is the last verse. When I'm looking at, at, at my story here, the very last verse, chapter four, verse 11, that's the end. And this is what the Lord says. Nineveh has more 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? It's a city, but there's people in it, and there's animals in it too, and not just a few, 120,000. Now, sometimes you'll see a little kind of asterisk or, or some sort of note, and it shows at the bottom of your page. Well, this whole spiritual darkness part, in, in some translations, it says people don't know their right hand from their left. It isn't that interesting. Jonah was supposed to go in one direction, and he went the other, and then he went from one to the other, and now he's sitting in the on the east side of the city. There's this back and forth kind of thing going on. Maybe that's something that the original listeners would have noticed right away. I'm just pointing it out because it's interesting. So in the beginning, Jonah got up, but he went in the opposite direction, and he was supposed to go right, but he went left, and now he finally, he goes the correct way, but his heart's not still in exactly the right place. He seems to be more concerned with his prediction coming true than with the people of Nineveh. So the, the band, the worship team's going to come up because they're going to lead us in a song in just a moment. But I want to read what Jonah says when he's inside the fish, because it's the story of Jonah and the well, and so we need to hear, like, what happened in the whale? Well, for one, God saved him, and that's kind of the premise here. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me, I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. So he can't get away from the Lord. Even when he's supposed to go one way and he goes another, the Lord's with him. Even when he's who knows how far under the sea and he's in the belly of a fish, the Lord's with him hearing him. This is important. It's a lesson on prayer, isn't it? Isn't it good? You threw me into the ocean depths and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O Lord... You have driven me from your presence, yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. And as my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord and my earnest prayer One out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows for salvation comes from the Lord alone. So my salvation comes from the Lord alone, that's kind of a lesson for us to be left with as we're considering, as we're about to sing here. Even if the Lord used a fish, my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Even if he speaks through a preacher, my salvation comes from the Lord alone. My salvation, but what about the salvation of my neighbor? What about the salvation of my enemy? We can pray that God would change their heart, but what if we pray that he would change our heart first? Father, we thank you so much for this story that's a little bit silly and, and, and a little bit uh, challenging, for sure. And uh, there's something in here for all of us, isn't there? And, and we thank you that we've got to look at this together. And so continue to challenge us. Help us to understand just how good you are, how merciful you are. And as we're about to sing, we think about how Jonah ran away from you, but you, you actually pursued him. You went after him. And, and although we're talking about a lot of people in this one city, we know that you would go after the one. We know that you would go after the one to turn them back to you, that you want to adopt us as, as children. You want to bring us into your family that we could call you Father. We thank you so much for that. So as we get ready to sing, um, we just thank you. We're, we're in awe of your great power, and uh, we think about the way that you've saved us. You brought us up from the pit. You brought us up from the waters into new life, and, and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.